Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019 and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghosts in the Night, a hauntings and paranormal podcast. I am Phil Sams. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast today. Today, we got a treat for you. We are talking about Trump and witchcraft. Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. People are so crazy and passionate when it comes to politics. It's just totally crazy, and it's hard to wrap your head around when you really sit down and think about it. Over my many years of experience, I've learned that the saying, never discuss religion or politics, couldn't be more true. It always, and I mean always, ends in a disagreement or even an outright fight between loved ones, family members, friends or just acquaintances. Social media is a perfect example of that. Especially during the election season, it can get crazy. So, naturally, when Trump won the election in 2016, half the U.S. population lost their ever-loving minds, and honestly, that was when the shit show really began. Social media was so toxic, it blew past amusing and went straight to downright annoying. So, you might be asking, what does all this have to do with the paranormal? It's a very fair question, but Trump and witchcraft is the answer. I'm not saying our current president is a warlock that casts spells and brainwashes people to vote for him or do his bidding, even though some people might actually think that. No, witchcraft was the fallout of that election, and the vocal opposition they went completely batshit crazy. Now, I'm not a supporter. I'm not a hater of Trump. I've circled the sun enough times to know that politicians are all liars. They all say anything just to get elected. We've seen it a million times. However, most people, let's be honest, are so clueless that they believe the bullshit. They all think they have our best interest at heart. Now, this might be... The original reasons for people to get into politics, but it doesn't take long for, for them to see how things really work and they realize they are just one piece of an enormous government machine that is corrupt and totally out for itself. What people need to understand is that the office of the presidency is a complete horseshit job. 
It's a lose-lose proposition, and you would have to be out of your mind to actually want it. They can't win. There's no way anybody can come out, come through that ordeal four or eight years and come through it unscathed. Just look at how they, their parents, every president, when they first get elected, and then look at take a look at a picture of them when they leave. They look like they've aged twenty years in that eight-year span or four-year span or whatever. And there's a reason for that. 40% of the people are going to call you the Antichrist. 40% are going to love you and worship everything you do. And 20% just don't give a shit. Those people realize that nothing ever changes. It doesn't matter who's in office. Because there's something more going on in politics. It's all about money. It's all about power. There is no doubt that the world has taken a nosedive here lately, and people are scared with all of the uncertainty that is in the world due to the coronavirus or COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. And with everything that's going on in the world, this started me thinking, and a memory popped into my head. Back in late February of 2017, I read about or heard of some witches, essentially, across the country were trying to band together and cast a spell on the newly elected president of the United States. There was a Facebook group page that was out there and got over 10,000 likes at the time. I'm sure that number grew from the time I heard it or read about it to maybe when it actually happened. But let's be honest, in the grand scheme of things, that isn't a whole lot of likes. I believe last year, the Storm Area 51 whole ordeal was way more popular and got way more action towards that page and it was more viral or more mainstream than this spellcasting thing. But that's irrelevant. I'm not a witchcraft expert, but I've done some research. I've had discussions with people that were well-versed in the topic. Some have even been featured on past podcast episodes. With all that being said, we don't understand the supernatural all that well. And things can get dicey pretty quickly. Plus, the mind is a powerful thing that we've only begun to scratch the surface of and understand here lately. And I've spoken on this in past episodes, probably at nauseum. But it's true. We don't know our full potential. We don't know what exactly our minds can do. Just look at, like I've stated before, the poltergeist activity, which is really a manifestation of psychic energy from generally a young, younger female, that that activity is started by their psychic powers, which is one serious theory that is out there. But spellcasting is a lot like religious praying, and that was in the Talking Witchcraft episode, that was one thing I really took out from that episode with Melissa Cummings. It's very similar to the manifestation or positive thinking way of doing things, which I've been reading up on a lot lately, and I'm probably going to do an episode on that here in the future. But manifestation is basically praying, which is basically what witchcraft or spell casting, I should say, basically is. Our minds and thoughts can have power. There's no doubt about it. We haven't even scratched the surface on that, like I said. The more our thoughts or energy that we put 
into the atmosphere, into the environment, the more likely it is that something could happen with that either spell or that prayer or that wish. That essentially is what a residual haunting is. It's a replay. And I think that replay is because of the energy, whether it be tragedy or hardship or something like that, imprints on the environment or atmosphere. And that is why we get residual hauntings. Now, a really great example of this is Slenderman. It was nothing more than a creepy story written for an internet contest, and it went viral. You know, it took off like a wildfire. You were hard-pressed to find someone that was that has never heard of this sadistic-type entity, or at least creepy-looking entity, and everything that it could do. There is a theory out there with the popularity of Slender Man, the collective brain power, and fear, and fear is very important, aspect of this, that everybody that read it or heard about it actually willed this creature or this entity, whatever you want to call it, into reality and gave him a life. They conjured him out of thin air, much like a tulpa. So my thought is, if enough practicing witches put their thoughts, their anger, and yes, their fear behind this mass ritual that they wanted to do, it has a good possibility of working. Fear is a powerful emotion that puts out a lot of energy and imprints on that atmosphere around it that could affect us and our surrounding environment and really cause possibly this spell to actually work. There is really no denying that the mere election of Trump and some of the stuff that actually transpired thus far in his presidency has put a lot of fear into people. But like I said, this actual ritual was back in 2017 before a lot of the shit hit the fan. This was just on possible fear. These witches felt that things could go sideways pretty quick. A good example of that is just look at North Korea. There was a vast majority of the population that really felt that this could lead to a nuclear holocaust, or at least World War III was on the horizon. And you could always talk about China, but a lot has happened on the political worldwide scale that people were afraid of, and people are nervous and uneasy about what the climate in today's society. When you put intention, such as a spell, plus all that collective fear into the environment, into the ether, there is a good possibility that something could happen. So I really don't blame the people that dislike Trump. I don't blame these witches or spellcasters for fearing or feeling like something should be done, that it's perfectly acceptable they have that right. I don't necessarily agree with the whole spellcasting scenario because that can go sideways pretty quick too and we'll kind of touch that touch on that a little bit so let's get into the nitty-gritty of the spellcasting portion of this episode and what i really want to put forth to you guys and get this point across there's no denying that trump is a blowhard and probably just an all-around shitty person definitely doesn't fit most people's idea of being presidential. 
There's no doubt he does not speak like a president. He does not act like a president. Although it can be amusing at times, I get a kick out of him. But it's not necessarily the best way to be or what best way to act as a president. Because honestly, I don't personally mind people shooting from the hip, even sitting in the president's seat and saying what's on their mind, especially in certain situations. But Trump definitely takes it a step too far. And I don't think he has a filter. I don't think he has a pause or stop button on his mouth at times. This is one of the things that people use in their wanting him out of office. And they have definitely tried to put things in motion in the past three years. From the whole grabber by the pussy thing and the Russian collusion, they have thrown everything but the kitchen sink at him. And it all just rolls off. He almost seems untouchable at this point. I don't know whether it's just his attitude of I don't care. That might have something to do with it. But he just keeps on going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny. No matter what, the economy is, or should I say was, going very well. It was gaining momentum since 2017. I know this for a fact from my own personal experiences. Manufacturing is my 9 to 5. By the end of 2016, it was getting pretty rough. But as Trump started his four-year term... You know, my business started picking up. Some of the stuff that went to China that I did has been coming back. And especially the past two two years, I've been busy as hell. I, You know, overtime's not a problem. I've been busy. So I'm making more money. So for me, it is good. He's done a good job in that respect because I'm busy. And that is definitely something Trump can hang his head on. The economy is booming. It just keeps growing and growing until the recent events. No matter what you think or say about Trump, I know everybody has an opinion. The economy was going smoothly and gaining ground and getting good. Hell, there is a very high possibility that this whole economy situation that we had before a month ago, essentially, could have got him reelected in November for another four years. So let's think about that for just a minute. From what I know about spellcasting and or casting spells they come with a cost nothing is free in this world and that goes for the magical world as well think about it like this if you cast a money spell because you're in desperate need of money let's just for easy math keep it at twenty dollars when you cast that spell you could potentially say randomly find twenty dollars just lay it on the ground, or some way $20 will find you. But unfortunately, that comes at a cost because for you to get that $20, somebody had to lose their $20. What if that person or that money was supposed to get medication for somebody, and now that person can't get their medication? So you got the $20 that you needed, but somebody else lost $20. You understand what I'm saying there? The spiritual forces don't care when it comes to that situation. They will take from Peter to pay Paul. They just follow through on the spell no matter what the cost or what harm it does to another person. You asked, they answered. 
And honestly, the whole spellcasting thing kind of reminds me of an old X-Files episode about genies and them granting wishes. Now, if my memory serves me correct, because I was a big X-Files fan, when that genie in that episode granted wishes or that whatever it was that granted the wishes, they did it in the worst possible way. No matter what you wished for, it helped you or benefited you, but it was drastic in the measures of how it hurt other people or whatever. It was whatever, They granted this, your wish, but it was in the worst possible way. Now, here's my thought. Is this COVID or coronavirus the magical world granting the masses of witches that cast this spell their wish? Now, I know they planned on doing this spell monthly, I guess, started in February and then March and so on. I don't know how long they did it for. But could this virus and everything that has happened, the actions taken, actually be the spell actually working? Because the economy is tanking, that much we know. The longer this goes on, the worse, especially in the U.S., the U.S. economy is going to tank. And the longer it goes on, the worse it's going to be. And this might be the push over the edge to vote Trump out of office. Hell, Bill Maher himself, in his Politically Incorrect show, even stated that he wanted an economic crash. So... Trump wouldn't get elected because everybody knows the economy is the one thing he can claim. Of all his other faults, the economy is the one thing he can claim is going well. So, if the economy tanks, there goes his reelection bid, essentially. That, that's just the way it's going to be. But when you think about, like, say, the Bill Maher incident, with wanting or hoping for an economic crash, I mean, that's fucked up beyond all recognition. That is horrible. How could it be okay for somebody to wish that or want that with the devastation that that would call? People lose their jobs. Life, some people's lives would be ruined just to hopefully remove someone from office. I mean, how bad is it really? Just because you don't like somebody, you're willing to ruin somebody's life. People lose their home, can't feed their families just for the mere fact you don't like one person in office who's not going to be there forever. It's a set amount of time, either four or eight years tops. Is that what the witches did by invoking the spell? Yes, Trump will probably be removed or voted out, but at what cost? Is that cost too high right now? Now, I'm not trying to make light of this virus. It's contagious. People are going to pass away. And I think some of the steps that the U.S. government and other governments have taken is probably for the best to kind of keep people away from each other for a while and hopefully let this thing run its course and save as many lives as possible and not overcrowd the hospitals. But in hindsight, we've never really reacted this way to some of these other virus and every year to every two years there's always a new virus that pops up on the radar whether it be h1n1 ebola bird flu swine flu sars mers and you know just the standard flu but we've never reacted the way we have to this one i'm not doubting the severity of this virus at all 
We know it can spread. It's highly contagious. I'm just saying we've never really went to the drastic measures that, as a country, that we are going right now. Because essentially, we are tanking the economy right now, and maybe rightfully so. But we didn't do this for Ebola. And if you got that, that shit tore you up, it basically liquefied your insides. You were almost guaranteed to die from what I know about it. But we didn't do what we were doing now. The economic ramifications of this quarantine will definitely be a great deal to deal with. I mean, there's no way around it. Jobs are going to be lost. These companies might have to shut down, so there might not be jobs to come back to, especially in the smaller restaurant business or bar business. Some of these waitresses, bartenders, some of these restaurants and bars might not be able to reopen if this goes for too long. How long can these businesses really hold out if this goes on? Sure, the government is, you know, trying to pass legislation to hopefully help the people, help businesses with some kind of stimulus package. But let's be honest, that is honestly like putting a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. And the end result will probably be the same. I'm not sure they can even survive it. I'm not sure how many people are going to suffer economically from this. So if this is how the universe or the magical world answers or does that spell two years ago, if this is the universe making that spell work, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, that is pretty damn shitty. Thanks a lot, witches. And let's be honest here. Basically what you did, you stuck it in us and broke it off. I hope you guys are happy. You probably are going to get what you want. And Trump's probably going to be out of, out of office. But at what price? How many people are going to have to suffer? A, with the virus, the death from that, and B, with the economic crisis that's going to happen. How many people are going to lose their homes? Everybody in the country is going to feel this. Was it worth it? Because maybe you're messing with something you don't truly understand, no matter if your intentions were good. If you really don't think he could do the job, I don't blame you for wanting him out. But to fuck us all for that is where I have the problem. I don't know. Let me know what you think on that one. Now let's move into a little bit more of the paranormal headline. Um, recently, Jack Osborne was in the headlines again from RollingStone.com. He was basically stating in this article that his house is haunted now. And he kind of, since it's a new home, he believes that things from his show, Portals to Hell, that maybe some stuff is following him home. And now, you know, they're seeing figures. He's seen a lady over his bed, you know, his girlfriend is experiencing some stuff. And my initial thought to this is, of course, things will start happening when you start doing paranormal investigation, when you open yourself up to the supernatural. Things are going to happen. You are going to experience more than if you would just not do anything. Now, I don't necessarily believe that it's things are following them home, even though I guess that is very possible. I think it's more likely, though, that the spirit world is really just another dimension. And I firmly believe that it is all around us all the time. 
is occupying the same space we are. We are just not tuned into it. Think of it like a TV. If you have it turned to CBS or ABC or whatever, pick a station. That is what you are seeing. We are like picking up on that station. Channel 12, HBO, ESPN, USA, all those networks are still there. We're just not tuned into it. That is what I believe the spirit world is. It's all around us. We're just not tuned into it. We're not vibrating on the same frequency as that particular realm, essentially. So when you open yourself up to the paranormal, like Jack Osborne is doing in Portals to Hell, of course you are going to start becoming more in tune with the paranormal, with the supernatural, with that other realm. So naturally, you are going to start picking up on some things in your own home. Even if it is, like what he said, a new home and they're the only ones that lived in it, if it's a new home, odds are he is just more in tune with the paranormal, with the supernatural. So he's maybe seen some stuff. And with his family, knowing what he's doing, knowing how he's making his living with this reality show, they are opening themselves up to that realm as well. So that could very well explain why he is having experiences now, why activity has picked up in his his home or has started in his home. It's not necessarily that something has attached themselves to him and brought it home. That is very well could be the possibility, like I just said. But I think it's more likely he's just opened himself up. So he is naturally noticing more. He maybe has some kind of view or antenna, if you will, into that realm. And so they're noticing a little bit more. But I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for checking out episode 72 of Ghosts of the Night. There's a lot going on in the world. We're on quarantine, we're social distancing and all that happy stuff. So I hope everybody's doing well. I hope you stay healthy and we will see you next week for another episode. And until then, don't forget, you can always get in touch with me on Twitter at night underscore ghost is my handle. Send me an email at gitnpodcast at gmail.com. Those are really the two best ways to get in touch with me. Reach out, um, share your paranormal experiences. If you have a concept, if you have an idea, or just want to discuss the paranormal, be sure to reach out at either one of those locations. Follow me on Twitter. You, I always do updates on the podcast and just throw out some random stuff every now and then. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe or follow this podcast however you take it in, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or whatever they like to be called now. Um, however you listen to this, this podcast, be sure to follow, subscribe, whatever they call it, which with that platform that you particularly use, I would greatly appreciate it. Share the message. If you know somebody that likes the paranormal, be sure to share it with them. Until next week, take care, everybody.
Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium. Excuse me? Excuse me? Oh, sorry. Excuse me? You mind if I just squeeze by here? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.